All right, welcome to season two, episode two of the Corporate Global Fantasy Premier League podcast. Uh, you're joined by your two inimitable hosts, uh, one being me, Taylor. Evan. Evan. Is he your, your other host? Um, and we're here. I'm just to- practicing for later. <laughs> Is that your alarm sound? No, that's just me like getting straight to the point. Oh, Not yeah. Mincing my words. We got to move fast. Yep. Yeah. As Evan, as Evan is uh, kind of discussing there, we're going to be doing kind of a lightning round today. Um, and brevity is the key to this episode, which if you've ever listened to these episodes before, you know, is not exactly our strong suit. So we're going to have to uh, really keep ourselves honest. And the way we're going to do that, and just to give you a preview of what things are going to happen today. Uh, we're going to go through and talk about each of the 20 teams in the Premier League, give each of them an equal amount of time, which will be three minutes. Uh, you can't see this, but I've got an alarm set over here, and you will hear the alarm when it goes off after three minutes. And uh, you, the listeners, can keep us honest about being <laughs> on our three minutes. Um, so uh, we're going to just talk about our thoughts about each team, any like really big changes that happened to the team so far, some things that might happen to them uh, transfer-wise in the next week or so, um, and kind of what we think about them in general. Uh, how does that sound, Ev? Sounds good. And if we go over uh, the three-minute mark on any of the teams, we will refund you your money. Yeah, you can count on that. That's a corporate global fantasy <laughs> Premier League promise. Signed, sealed, and delivered. <laughs> uh, before we dive into our, our um, lightning round, I do want to highlight what is probably the biggest transfer news right now um just so we don't spend the whole our whole time uh on tottenham talking about this because i think that would be a shame uh the biggest news right now is the rumor about harry kane's transfer and i think specifically the fact that he didn't go to training the past couple days that he's kind of holding out from training seemingly in a bid to move away um and I guess, Evan, I'm not as much interested in knowing, although I'm always interested in knowing what you think about transfers, but I'm particularly interested in what you think about the idea of like holding out from training as like a like tactical move. Like how does that, does that strike you as like, oh yeah, of course, that's just like one of the things that a player can do in order to have some power over their situation? Or do you see it as like, oh, that's kind of skeevy, kind of shortchanges the team. Like how do, how do you read that situation? Um, I think, well, first of all, I saw a headline saying that he was doing it because of, he was like self-isolating from holiday, coming back from holiday. So I, I, yeah, I don't really buy it either. I do think he's doing this to make a point. Um, I think the timing of it is fine. Um, because he was on holiday, he was on vacation after the Euros, and he's just not coming back as soon as people were thinking. I don't think that's the, I don't think that's a huge deal, but if it, you know, cause he's made his point and I think if, you know, I, I think if it goes on too long, it'll be kind of annoying. I, I think that there is some reason to, to gripe about it, but I mean, I think that, yeah. Uh, if he wants to move, this is his way of telling the owners, look, I, I don't want to be here. 
Um, so I don't know. I, I think the, I don't know. I, I, I can see why he would do it. Um, but I think he probably will go back to training at some point just because he needs to train. Um, if he is going to stay at Spurs, yeah, you might as well get back in there and, um, and get to work. And if something comes of it, great. But, um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't mind it. Um, as long as it's not like super long. Yeah. Super long delay or anything. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, first of all, I don't, I don't buy the vacation thing. I think any more than you do. Um, I don't know. I guess this is like where I find myself being more like old fashioned than a lot of other things where like, I'm very persuaded by the argument that like, you know, you signed a six year contract, you got all of the benefits of signing a six year contract in terms of salary and things like that. Um, and now you're halfway through the contract that no one coerced you to sign. And you're kind of like throwing a little bit of a fit because your team isn't as good as you want them to be. And I don't know. I, I just, I am fairly unsympathetic to Harry Kane's position personally. Um, sure. Yeah. Oh, that's very fair. No, it's a, it's a great point. I just think it's very interesting. And I, I think the whole psychodrama of that um, is fascinating, especially when you factor in the the idea that maybe Man City don't even like want him if they can get Jack Grealish, right? Like, yeah, I think I think that is a big I think that is a big point because uh, if they get Jack Grealish, it kind of seems like they may not spend the money on Harry Kane. But I don't know. Yeah, two different positions. Um, I mean, if they got both of those players, it would just be insane. Like. It would be fun to watch, but also kind of like, really? Yeah. <laughs> You're just going to do this? But, yeah. Big, uh, you know. big Death Star energy. Oh, yes. Big Death Star energy for sure. But I don't know. We'll just have to see what happens, see what unfolds. Speaking of unfolding, uh, let's un- <laughs> unfold. You got to do some laundry? <laughs> you got to do some reverse laundry? Some reverse laundry. I'm unfolding everything, putting it back into yeah. the laundry machine um yeah <laughs> the washing machine there's no such thing as a laundry machine. <laughs> um all right uh so let's go ahead and get into our lightning round so we're gonna go alphabetically um and are we gonna, um yeah all right are we sticking to like fantasy talking points like relevant fantasy relevance i think maybe we can start out with fantasy stuff but we can get into whatever also we get, into get into other stuff yeah all right good deal now i know the rules yeah uh Almost none is the idea. Uh, yeah, very minimal. There All are right. no rules. And I am starting your time now. Tell us about Arsenal. Arsenal, the Gunners. Um, well, uh, they're not great. They finished uh, like mid-table last season, or they kind of uh, caught a, a little bit of a streak towards the end. But they're definitely not as good as years past. Um, just looking at their... Just looking at their um, their fantasy team, they have a lot of really cheap guys. So it just kind of gives you a, an idea of kind of where they are in their rebuilding process. Um, so I don't know. Like it's going to be weird to see what they do. I, I they're kind of they could they could be anywhere from like tenth to fifth, I think, and that's like a reasonable spot for them. Um, they've got a lot of young players. I think honestly, their defense is shaping up to be a lot better than it has in uh, like in the past. 
especially towards the end of Arsene Wenger's tenure. Um, but yeah, I think that, and then um, a lot of young midfielders and then Aubameyang and Lacazette up top, which they've been doing the same thing for the last two or three years. So um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do, but um, some in- interesting fantasy talking points, I think are um, Ben White from Brighton that just yeah. signed. He comes in at 4.5 million. He's going to probably, I would say he's probably going to start at, in center back, whatever position they play or formation they play. Um, so that's definitely someone I would look at. What do you think about Arsenal? Yeah, I think Arsenal is going to be better than they were last year. I think it's hard to get worse than they were last year, um, just with like all of the drama with Aubameyang and like there were just a lot of distractions happening. Um, I think the Ben White thing is really interesting because so on transfer marked, for instance, they paid 64 million for Ben White. Jeez. And, he, and he was valued at like 30 million, which, <laughs> which I mean, you're paying a premium for an English player because yeah. you have like your quota of English players. Um, and so that's the thing, but I think that's kind of indicative of Arsenal as a whole. They kind of, their transfer yeah. strategy seems a little bit all over the place. Um, although they have been able to keep hold of their most exciting young players, which I think is a big plus. So like yeah. Smith Rowe and Saka in particular, like you could see a world in which those two players got picked off by some team either elsewhere in the Premier League or abroad, especially Saka, I think. Um, yeah. But they definitely. both resigned, which I think is an absolutely huge thing for them. Yeah, yeah, definitely looking forward to their uh, younger players playing a lot more consistent minutes. So yes. we'll we'll just see what happens with that. Yeah, and wow, right on the dot, three minutes exactly. Uh, all right, Arsenal uh, only needs three minutes. <laughs> yeah, Arsenal doesn't need much of our time. Uh, although honestly, they will be- and honestly, this next this next team. We could talk about for a long time. Yeah. All right. I'm starting the clock. Uh, next up is Aston Villa. Um, so some interesting stuff going on with Aston Villa. I think the biggest uh, question mark for them going into the season. So obviously they had a great season last year, definitely overperformed. Um, and, well, I, w- I don't know about overperformed. They overperformed expectations. I'm not sure that yeah. they overperformed the quality of players they have, because I think it's really gone under the radar for people, including myself, how well they've kind of team built over the past couple of years. And I think we're seeing a lot of that. And I think we've actually seen some of that in their transfers too. So they picked up, they picked up Emmy Buendia um, from uh, Norwich. Yeah. Um, Who is an extremely highly rated, um, uh, uh, left back, no, 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 right, uh, right back from Norwich, and I think, I mean, I haven't seen a lot of him. But midfielder. Oh, he oh, might be a right wing back. I don't know. Okay, I guess that's what I was thinking was kind of like a bombing right winger, but um, yeah, but it's supposed to be extremely um, highly rated, and so um, I think indicative overall of the good position that they're in. Whether or not that will transfer into a high position or not, um, I'm not sure. A couple things to note. Uh, whether or not Jack Grealish will be there is kind of a big question um, hanging over the team. Although, as um, 
a uh, a fantasy prospect. He only costs eight, which I thought was interesting. So not that expensive yeah. as a player. Um, nope. And also another kind of interesting fantasy thing is Ollie Watkins has uh, risen in value to 7.5. So he's no longer kind of like the cheap option that he was at forward last year. Um, so those are a couple of things. What else do you want to say about them? Evan? Um, well, they will. I'm pretty sure they're going to be signing Leon Bailey uh, from Bayer Leverkusen. Yeah. Um, that's going to be, he's an exciting winger. I think that's going to be the replacement for Jack Grealish. Yeah. Um, so although although I've heard they can play the stylistically they can play in the same formation if they do happen to keep them too. Nice. Yeah. So the, I mean no matter what it's going to be an exciting um I I mean they're really like they're really adding some flair to their um attacking prospects in the midfield. So I mean with Watkins up top I think he's going to be consistent again this year. He he's a good player. Yeah. Um and we'll see if he proves his price point in fantasy. Um, but I know that I'm definitely looking at him right now. Um, but yeah, they've got a lot of exciting midfielders um, coming into play. So I think that they're going to be they're going to have a lot more options than Jack Grealish to rely on for for goals. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to watch him play. Yeah, definitely. All right, our timer is up. I just briefly heard someone describe uh, Aston Villa as doing the transfer stuff that Everton always think they're doing, uh, which oh I thought God. was a little, which I thought was a little sad, uh, but, but kind of true. It is. We've been wanting Leon Bailey for like two years. <laughs> Can't get him, but he goes straight to Aston Villa. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited to watch him play, but damn, they're doing everything that I want Everton to do. So yeah. anyway, right. you want to tell us about Brentford? Brentford, the bees. Let's go. Did you start it? I just started it. They also All have, right, the, they have the sickest, uh badge i think it's so cool the badge is very cool just side note um if you watch it people just do nothing it's it's set in brentford so um i gotta support my corrupt fm uh (laughs) family um anyway don't know much about brentford to be honest i do know that they play moneyball so they're very um they're very into uh running brentford at running the football club as a business, selling their players, making money. Um, and they've done it very successfully without like sacrificing quality at all. It, it, they've just kind of like steadily um, grown. And yeah, I mean, I'm, I think people have been wanting to see them in the premier league for two or three seasons now. So now that we get to finally see it, we're, I would say the football community is pretty excited, probably the most exciting promoted team to come up this year. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I mean, things to note, I mean, Ivan Tony, right. That's his name. Um, yeah. it's going to be, it's going to be exciting to watch him play in the premier league. It's always, um, it's always interesting to watch, um, some, uh, you know, the star player or at least a forward or striker from, uh, the championship, get promoted, stay at the club and see what they can do. Um, Sometimes it works out well, sometimes it doesn't. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see how he adapts. Um, I don't really know how they play. Don't really know much about them. They have um, a lot of cheap defenders in fantasy, um, a lot of cheap midfielders. So that's something to keep an eye on if um, you're looking for budget options. The promoted sides are always great to do that with. But just 
you know, be careful. They're promoted sides. You can't really expect much of them. But I would say if you see Brentford um, playing well in the first two or three games, figure out a way to get um, one of their players in your squad. Um, obviously, if it makes sense. Um, but if like their defense is performing well or they have a standout midfielder that looks like they can get an assist every now and then, and they're only five million, that's great to have on your like first off the bench. So um, that's kind of how I would be approaching Brentford as far as an, a fantasy aspect. Um, yeah. Do you have anything to say about Brentford? Have you done any research? <laughs> uh, not much. Uh, I think what you said there about the midfielders is going to be super important because I think fantasy players, when they see all of their midfielders being priced within like basically a, a pound of each other, they're like 4.5 to like 5.5 basically. Yeah. Um, like you should be looking your chops because someone will be scoring some goals from that midfield. Most likely you would think maybe, <laughs> maybe, Oh, well we're done. Maybe not a lot, but I, <laughs> uh, maybe not a lot, but uh, it'll probably be somewhere in there. So it'll be interesting to see who that is. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Happy to have them. Um, okay. I'm going to start the clock on Brighton. Uh, so next we're talking about Brighton and Hove Albion, um, which is a team that I'm actually pretty high on for this season. I think that, um, I think that they, we talked about Aston Villa, um, just a second ago, overperforming expectations. I think Brighton severely underperformed expectations last time, um, in terms of still kind of being in the relegation scrap, um, towards the end of the season, which was pretty, um, uncharacteristic they've been pretty consistently in the premier league over the past couple of years um and uh so that's something is that i think that they won't be in that relegation scrap honestly although it's possible um traditionally a place to target from brighton has been the defense so lewis dunk is usually a pretty consistent um fantasy performer in the defense and then a huge thing to note, so I'm not totally sure about the the um, injury status of Tariq Lamptey. Um, he's still listed as injured on the Premier League website. Um, but if that turns out to not be to not be the case, he's still priced at 4.5. Um, so that's a huge steal if he is able to come back and play at a level near what he was where he was performing last season. Um, and then um, a couple other things to note, they uh, had a couple of, I thought pretty good, well-performing midfielders in like Pascal Gross and Trossard last season. And then um, didn't really love the way Neil Mopé played last year, but um, he could perform well. And then they've got a pretty decently um, thought of goalkeeper, um, pretty reasonably pr- reasonably priced at 4.5 with Sanchez. Um, so uh, not a ton to say, Evan. Do you think Brighton will over or outperform their performance last season this year? I, I don't know. They were so disappointing last season. Um, I was high on them, and they just didn't do it. So now I'm kind of worried that maybe Graham Potter doesn't necessarily have all the tools that he needs um, yeah. for what he's trying to do. It's will possible. he be able to adapt? I don't know. Um, but yeah, they're going to be kind of a grab bag. I I don't really know what to make of them going into the season, to be honest. Um, I do know that they will probably, you said the defenders are one to watch, but they do let up goals. Like they play pretty like 
kind of attacking, pressing. They want to hold possession, but like they can't do that against some of the top clubs. So yeah, um, they will. They are definitely a team that um, to target sometimes when you are um, looking for your captain options or whatever um, or who you're playing. So they're not great, but you never know. Maybe they'll turn it around this season and be a little bit better. Yeah, hopefully. Here's hoping. All right. Uh, timer goes off for Brian. We are speeding through these. How are you doing, Evan? How, I'm as, good. Let's as, keep as going. Checking. Let's go in. Um, Burnley. Right. Burnley on the clock. Up the up the uh, Deichman. Deich, um, well, it's classic Burnley. What can you say? Mid table. They're going to play defensively. Low block. It's back four 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 two. Hit the ball over the top and hope Chris Wood heads it in. Like <laughs> that's it. We're done. Next. Um, no, I don't really know. Like, you kind of know what you're going to get with Burnley. Um, just look at the last couple seasons. You're, you're going to get roughly the same thing. Um, defenders are one to target and to watch out for. Jeez, um, they don't have any midfielders, honestly. And if they sell Dwight McNeil, they'll have even fewer. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like, I don't think that uh, you've got a couple of defenders that are worth five million. I don't think that they're worth five million if, from a value from a value standpoint. I think you go for the one of the four point five starters if you get a defender from Burnley. Um, they're great to have first off the bench as a reliable player. They'll get some clean sheets every now and then. Um, but they're also the type of club that if they like, if they kind of go on a streak of clean sheets. They may be one of the like the top clean sheet, um, the you know total number of clean sheets in the league. They have that potential if they play really well. Um, so just something to look out for. And I don't really know their their forwards are cheap, but yeah. I don't know that Chris Wood is necessarily worth seven point million. I would rather just go Ollie Watkins. But um, yeah, I, it, nothing too much to watch out for. They're kind of boring. You never watch. You never like watching them play. <laughs> So do you have anything to say about them? Uh, no. So we've got a minute and 10 seconds left and I'm going to use that time to say something I forgot to say about Brighton um, <laughs> because I know what it's already about breaking Brighton. the rule, um, which is to say that uh, I forgot to mention that Brighton also had a huge payday because they sold Ben White to Arsenal. So they, yeah. they made 60 million, 64 million in that deal. And they also signed, um, a central midfielder from RB Salzburg, um, yes. Enoch Mwepo. So um, even with that kind of 30 million signing, they've netted um, 30 million so far. And as for Burnley, I mean, yeah, I don't see myself picking many Burnley players unless it's a cheap defender as a kind of fourth or third defensive option who I know will start and I know because it's a Sean Dyche team, we'll have at least a decent chance of not letting in a lot of goals and grabbing a clean sheet every once in a while. Although, yeah, and to piggyback off that, Nick Pope might not be a bad option for goalie. I mean, he's going to be consistent. Um, so he's only $5.5 million. I don't, I don't think he's a bad shout, honestly. Yeah, I, I think I agree with that. Um, I think sometimes I like the idea of Nick Pope more than I like Nick Pope in actuality. But, uh, but I love the idea of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, wow. Where do I begin? Three minutes to talk about Chelsea. Uh, you love I, them. I love them. 
I love uh, I love when I look down this team sheet, all of the players that I'm seeing. I love to watch each and every one of them, I think. Um, except for actually including Ross Barkley, who is now um, what? Return, returned from his sojourn at Villa. <laughs> oh, he's going to be gone. Surely. Yeah, he's going to be loaned out somewhere else. Um, so uh, obviously had a really good season last year, won the Champions League. You know, we've, we've talked about all of these things. Um, I think some things to keep in mind fantasy-wise, I personally am very high on Kai Havertz, but that is kind of a high-risk, high-reward situation where he's 8.5, which um, as a midfielder is kind of expensive. There are lots of cheaper options out there, but um, I think the upside is pretty high. Um, yeah. So if you're willing to take that risk with your team, um, then that's and maybe you have a couple of pounds knocking around that you don't know where to put them. That might be an interesting upgrade from someone like Gundawan or, um, you know, um, I don't know Jesse Lingard or someone like that. He's a he's a kind of nice upgrade from those because he probably will be starting every game. Um, I think the big, the absolutely giant elephant in the room is Timo Werner's performance because. There's a world in which, like, the people who have Timo Werner on their team at the beginning of the season may just, like, absolutely cash out in the first weeks if he plays really well, you know? Like, I could totally see that happening. Now, we don't have a lot to go, like, that's not really based on um, (laughs) his past performance. performance, yeah. But, and then, and, you know, there's also rumors of him going back to Germany, um, possibly, um in a deal for holland is has been talking or, or lukaku or luke oh don't even get me started um i think he would die i think i would die if lukaku joined chelsea yeah. um but yeah so i mean they haven't made a ton of big moves yet um and they haven't moved many people out um yet so yeah just uh some things no evan what do you want to say I think the big thing is going to be who's going to be getting the game time, um, who's going to be getting the minutes. Um, and that goes with every position, honestly. I mean, from from your forwards to especially your midfielders um, and even the defenders. Like, I could see a lot of them getting, like, rotated. So, yeah, um, I think finding the players that get consistent minutes is going to be the big thing with fantasy. Um, but, yeah, going back to Kai Havertz, I think that is a good place to kind of – that's a good risk to take if like you have one risk spot that you want. Um, he's not a bad, he's not a bad option at all. Yeah. All right. Um, who's up next, Evan? Oh, Crystal uh, Palace. Crystal Palace. All, all right. right. You're on the clock. All right. Obviously they got a new manager. Bye-bye. Uh, yep. Bye-bye Roy. Um, <laughs> So we will see what they're up to. This is going to be uh, a very, I think this, I think people are very interested in like what happens with Crystal Palace without Roy Hodgson. Yeah. Um, just because they've been kind of turgid and not really like anything. They've just kind of like been kind of defend, not super defensive even. Like it was just kind of like, cause they're not like Burnley, but they were also like safe in a lot of things. Um, so are they going to play more attacking? Will that, um, will that, you know, will they kind of rally around Wilfred Zaha and kind of make that more of a, an aggressive push um, in the final third? I don't know. 
Um, I would like to, I would like to see that to see if they could do that. Um, I don't know that they have the players for it, but um, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe we'll see a different style of play from palace this year, which would be exciting. Um, from a fantasy aspect, I don't really see many options other than maybe Zaha, who is only seven million somehow. I know. Um, I think I'm going to pick up Zaha. Yeah, he seems like he kind of seems like a steal, especially if they end up playing um, in a way that's more aggressive than in seasons past. He may be on the end of a lot of things, so yes. he's definitely one to watch. If you don't pick up, pick him up early. You can pick him up if you notice after a couple se- a couple games that they're like really um, attacking and he's kind of in the mix for a lot of things. So, um, yeah, definitely Zaha, of course, um, one to watch. And then, I don't know, I don't really know any others to watch. I mean, the four, they've got 4.5 million defenders, so um, if you need bench players, they're pretty cheap and then they'll start. Um, uh, is it uh, – who is it? Is it Tyreek? Yeah, Tyreek Mitchell. 4.5 million plays on, I think he's a right back or maybe a left back. can't remember. Uh, I think he uh, might be a left back. I could be wrong. Yeah. Okay. That. Left back. And he's supposed to be pretty good. Um, he's, he's a good player, but um, Crystal Palace just let up a lot of goals. So yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I would echo all of that. I think I will probably pick up Zaha. And I, I think just the thing to, to remember kind of holistically about Crystal Palace is, it's pretty rare that in the Premier League, a team you see a team that's like in true rebuild mode, and that's kind of what Crystal Palace are in right now. From a player standpoint, from a manager standpoint, um, they let go of a ton of people um, who are at the end of their contracts, and so they're going to be bringing in a lot of players. Um, and so I think just from a from a fan's perspective, it'll be fascinating. I think if yeah. you want to if you want a cheap defender. Joachim Anderson is very highly rated um, coming from Germany and is only 4.5. Now he plays for Crystal Palace, who will let in a lot of goals, but that's just something to keep in mind. He'll probably start every game this season. Uh, all right. Who's up next? Oh, oh God. <laughs> I get to talk about Everton. This worked out Go perfectly. All right. Rip my um, heart out. Everton, Everton, Everton. Um I mean, you're you. Anything that I say here, feel free to uh, correct because you're much more attuned to their transfer situation than me. Um, but they haven't done a lot of transfer work so far. They let go of Bernardo um, or Bernard, Bernard, the small guy, um, <laughs> the, the the small frail looking guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so uh, he's no longer in the midfield, which uh, he was kind of improbably starting most games for you guys. Um, I think I don't know a ton about how um, the kind of playing style is going to work out. I think that'll be really interesting with the new manager and everything. Um, Probably defensively with Rafa. Yeah, that's his his MO, which I think could be like seen as a plus from a fantasy perspective, if you're thinking about defenders, maybe um, if you're if you're going to target clean sheets rather than goals or assists from defenders, that might be something to think about. Um, I think a couple of things as I'm just looking down the, the prices, obviously Dominic Calvert-Lewin's price has gone up a little bit um, since last year. 
Um, I think Richarlison is a little bit of a steal at 7.5. I don't know if you think that's the case, but that strikes me as... He didn't didn't play well last year, though. He does take penalties for them, though, right? Or Or for us? Yeah. Well, oh, uh, he who must not be named. uh, Yeah, yeah. Less uh, said about Gilfie, the better. Uh, If you want to know about Gilfie's situation, go and look it up. Um, Anyway, um, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know who's going to be taking penalties. It it could be Richarlison. could be Calvert-Lewin. Richarlison is is performing very well over the summer in Copa America and in, in the Olympics. Yeah, um, I hope that he carries that through. If he does, uh, yeah, that's a big steal. Um, so yeah, definitely Richarlison. Um, Luca Dean is always a good shout. Um, he's five point five million. If he plays most games, if he doesn't get hurt, I think that's a decent price for him. Um, and then another thing to watch for uh, in the transfer market is if we don't sign any other wingers, then. We're stuck with Damari Gray and Andros Townsend. Yeah. Um, and it, along with our other players, James is probably going to go. So we're, we could have some pretty cheap wingers um, in fantasy. So that might be something to watch out for. So if like Damari Gray gets minutes, um, if we don't have sign anyone else and he is starting most games, he's only 5.5. He's probably going to, you know, luck into something, I would imagine. So. I don't know. We'll see what happens with Everton. Yeah. Not feeling great. Really? Is yeah. that is that the temperature of the of fans in general? Uh yeah, I think it's probably very lukewarm to cold. <laughs> oh man. I yeah. mean that's kinda always the case though with Everton, isn't it? Mm, wasn't last year. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's Carlo true. Ancelotti and James Rodriguez. What are you talking about? That's we true. We were high on I forgot we were about high that. on Gosh. all sorts of things. It's Gosh. like such a different thing. An age such of a different innocence. season. I know. Wow. Carlo the snake. Oh, All right. Well. <laughs> um, uh, you oh, it's my turn to talk, Leeds. right? Yeah. All right. Leeds. So exciting to talk about Leeds. Um, well, obviously, they are, I think they're probably one of the favorite teams just in general of the Premier League. People love watching them for obvious reasons. They're super exciting. Um, some things to pay attention to them. Uh, they have, uh, let's see, I think they've changed a couple of their players' positions. Uh, I know Stuart Dallas is now a midfielder. Yeah, that's a bummer. Um, so that will that will change uh, the points that he gets. No longer gets clean sheets. So um, we'll see how he performs in the midfield role. But you don't really like to see that. Um, um, obviously, Patrick Bamford. Uh, performed incredibly well. I think probably overperformed expectations. Um, probably the the player to do that the most last season because um, people didn't really think he was going to be able to finish in the Premier League, and uh, he proved everyone wrong. We'll see if he can do it again this season, but he's still only $8 million, um, so something to look out for. Uh, Rafinha is only $6.5 million, and he performed incredibly well the second half of the season. Um, which is probably why he didn't get a bigger bump because he didn't play as much as maybe um, he could have. But uh, I think he's he's definitely one to watch um, from the Leeds perspective. That's probably my favorite pick from this team is Rafinha. Yeah. Um, just because they're so attacking, he's going to get goals and assists, and he's so cheap. Um, and then 
honestly, I kind of like uh, their keeper, Meslier, at 5.0. I mean, will they be able to keep clean sheets next year? I don't know. Um, They were able to do it enough last year that he's – he scored 150 points, which is pretty huge, and he's a good, he's a good player. So, yeah. um, might be a might kind of be a sneaky, uh, sneaky Leeds pick, you know, a de- like a defensive minded one. So, what do you think about Leeds? I know you love Bielsa. I mean, I love Bielsa. I'm gonna enjoy watching this team. I think the Meslier thing is interesting because um, he got points both because they had kind of unexpected clean sheets, and he just stopped a lot of goal like they just got shot at a lot because they were so kind of attacking so he had the opportunity to make a lot of saves which i think is interesting lots of avenues baby yeah um now it is important to remember that they lost alioski um the um oh what nationality is he macedonia i think oh yeah north North macedonia Macedonia. yeah yeah um so they lost him over the offseason so um they're a little bit weak into defense yeah one thing to note is uh, the defender Furpo. Um, he's five five million. Uh, he's played in some preseason games and even got an assist. Ooh, so he's one to watch. Furpo. Okay, cool. Furpo. I don't know how to pronounce it, but I also Hector, heard Hector Junior Firpo Adamas. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, did he come from Barcelona? I think he came from Barcelona. Possibly. Let me check that. Yes, he did. A left back from Barcelona. They paid. There you go. 16.5 million for him one to watch baby i also heard a little rumor that they are in the market for adama Traore. oh my god didn't we talk about that la- at the end of I, the season like, i think i like, think we did who would be like kind of like who would be good matches for who and yeah we talked about adama Traore at leeds just because He's just so chaotic and fast and crazy. He's perfect for that team. He really is. Could it you would imagine be insane. Jack, be so Jack Harrison on one wing, uh, Adama Traore on the other. Jack Harrison doesn't scare me, to be honest. I don't. He's so fast. Okay. Yeah, he's fast. He just is like, I don't know. Just the name is like not intimidating. <laughs> you know, it's like Jack Harrison. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Let's go down to the fishing hole. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. Um, yeah, they, they, wow, that, that would be exciting. That'd be insane. Anyway, um, who's next? Lester. That's you. Uh, no, I think it's you. No, I did Leeds. You did oh. Everton. Oh, that's right. Me for Lester. Perfect. I'll start the clock. Oh, God. And then I've got the red shite next. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> all right. Perfect. Um, so Lester continues to, I think, the way I see it, kind of quietly go about their business. Nothing terribly flashy, but investing in really, really young players. So they obviously had a great season last year. Um, And to this point, they haven't lost any of the kind of key um, members of that squad. So in defense, you've still got um, Johnny Evans back there, um, kind of holding it down for everybody. You've still got Castagna back there, who was a really high performer last year and had um, a really good Euros for, I believe, Belgium. Um, Schmeichel seems pretty, like a pretty good value pick at five, honestly. Like five's like not um, terribly not expensive terrible. for someone who makes as many saves as he does. Um, uh, they haven't lost anyone through the midfield. 
I think I mentioned this last week. I'm really high on Yuri Tielemans. I think there's a chance he leaves. I actually heard rumors about that even just oh. today that um, people think he's like a like he should be on a consistent Champions League club, and they're they're thinking he oh. might move to a bigger European team. Um, but if that doesn't happen, I think he is a steal at 6.5 in the midfield. Um, the the one that people are worried about is whether Iannaccio will stick around because obviously he was a very high performer last year. A little bit of a risky pick because um, with Vardy in there, he um, doesn't get as many chances as one might want from a, a forward position. Um, so that's something yeah. to keep in mind. They did yep. pick up um, this DACA guy who I know like lots of teams throughout Europe were trying to sign um, and they managed to sign him. He, and apparently he plays like a young Jamie Vardy. People aren't expecting him to play much this season. So I don't, I wouldn't really pick him as a fantasy player this year, but just something to keep an eye on for the future as kind of the future of the attacking force at the club. Um, yeah. What do you, what do you think, Evan? Yeah, uh, going back to Schmeichel, it's important to note that uh, his backup is only four point four million. He's only four million, um, mm-hmm. and so you could spend nine million there um, and get and that way. If Schmeichel is out, you've got your four point backup. Um, yeah. So that's just something to keep in mind. Another thing I just noticed uh, is Ricardo Pereira is five point five million, same as Luca Dean. Um, they're mm-hmm. very similar players, um, and if Lester is able to keep some clean sheets. Um, then he's going to be an incredibly good pick. I think he was priced at like six million, um, or maybe even six point five million at the beginning of last season. So he's dropped in price because he was uh, injured a lot. But he may be he may be one to watch as well. Yeah, I think one thing that's a little bit worrying is that Soyanchu had a terrible Euros. Like Turkey, <laughs> Turkey was terrible, and he looked yeah. really bad at the Euros, which was. Not comforting. Although it's hard to know how to judge form based on yeah, it's true. national team. Yeah, yeah. It really is. All right. All right. Let's get this one out of the way. Rip the band-aid off. Liverpool, what can you say about them? We all hate them. Um, no, I mean, you know what you're getting with them. They're not doing anything crazy this season in the, in the offseason, it doesn't look like. Um, so they're going to have their big three up top, Firmino, Salah, and Mane. Um, Mane is at 12 million, which I think is overpriced. I agree. But I mean, if he reverts to the season before last, then he might be worth it. Um, Salah obviously is going to be um, a good pick, regardless of his price. Um, and the interesting thing I think everyone's going to be watching, of course, is the defense this season because they had so many injuries last season. Um, they had to throw some young kids in Van Dyke was hurt. Alexander Arnold and Robertson weren't like up to par in the beginning of the season. It kind of, it kind of like took a while for them to get hold of things. Um, if they can get back, if they kind of congeal back to where they were, um, when they won the league, they're going to be, they're going to be like the picks from Liverpool. I think, um, Robertson or Alexander Arnold. Um, and even Van Dyke, who's at 6.5. So um, those three are going to be really, really good picks if uh, they can get back to the form that they were in. Um, and even just picking up on the form where they ended last season, um, they were doing well. So 
Um, I don't really see anything other than like Salah and and those three defenders, but um, you know you're going to get a lot of points from those people from those players if you do end up getting them. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think that's a great point. The defense is a big question mark. Um, I think Virgil Van Dyke will obviously start the season as a starting player. It seems like um, yeah. The big question is whether. So they brought in Ibrahim Kunate from RB Leipzig for a lot of money, who's a very well thought of central defender, who I think the idea is that he pairs with Van Dyke. Um, although they will have Joe Gomez back, who played yeah. extremely well before he was injured last yeah. season. So it's a little bit in flux, but I think it's a it's a embarrassment of riches, basically, in the back. It's not a bad problem to have. It's just yeah, a matter no. of figuring out the whether they will gel together after so much time not having played games with one another. Um, yeah. And then I just want to say, I maybe this is just because it's like my third season playing and Salah has been a staple of each of those seasons. I, I'm not feeling Salah this year. I don't know what it is. Yeah. No, you get tired. You get tired of like having the same, like, it's going to be Bruno Fernandez for the, for me this season. Like I don't want him, but I'm going to get him anyway. Yeah. You know? I don't know. Ugh. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah. It's hard. It's hard to know what is like actual instinct and what is like me, like you were saying, just getting tired of a player. Well, let me just, let me just uh, read off uh, the last four seasons. How many points he's gotten. Okay. Each, 303, 259, two thirty one, two. Uh, 233, 231. Okay. So he's consistent. It's consistent, but it's also going down. Well, okay. If you take out, okay. That first season, don't, don't count that because that was like the insane. He scored 32 goals that year and broke the record. Yeah. If you take that one out, that's the outlier. He's reverted back to his mean, which is 259, 233, 231. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I guess I guess my problem is that with a two twelve point five pound valuation, like that valuation, part of that valuation is that like three hundred and something point season, right? Like that goes yeah, into why he's I so guess, highly priced. I guess so. Um, but for me, when I'm looking at premium players, I'm not looking at um, are they underpriced. Yeah, necessarily, because you can only have so many of those players on your team that are underpriced. You have to have some that are at least like somewhat worth their price. That's a good point. Um, that's kind of how I see that. And I think when you put it as a choice between Salah and Fernandez, I don't know. Well, it'll yeah, be. A, it'll I guess be that's the other. Th- I guess that's the other thing. It's like with premium players, it's like Salah. Like, who else are you going to get? You're either going to get Fernandez, also 12 million, if you don't think he's worth it. Like, you're just going to keep going down until you get to like the 9 million player, Mares, who, and he's not going to get in as much playing time. It's like Salah, you know what you're getting. Bruno yeah. Fernandez, you know what you're getting. Yeah. So, I, don't, I know. I know. No, no, no. I don't want to convince you to get him, but because uh, I think you can go without him. I really do. Um, to me personally, I think you probably want to start with at least one of those two players if you're starting out this is your first season and you want to do well you are picking one of those players and probably both of them yeah but yeah 
Yeah. That's just how the game works. That was a that was a sidetrack. Anyway, all right. Um, uh, next, time. ooh, fun Man, one. C- Man City. Oh boy, it's it's fun because there's so much um, that could happen. Uh, yeah. So we'll we'll see what does happen. Um, so I'm just going to talk about them from a fantasy perspective. Okay. I think I think if you're looking to get a keeper, if you're looking for points from your keeper, I think Ederson's a good place to go this season. Sure. Um, Cause he's not quite as expensive as Allison. Um, you save a half a, a pound, I think. Um, and six, five, I think so. I could have misread that. No, he's six. Oh, he's six. Okay. The well, same yeah. So I don't know. I, I think that defensively, what we saw from Man City at the end of the season last year, which was like incredible strength, I think will be what they're starting with this season. Um, so I don't know. I in my provisional team, I currently have Allison as my keeper. Whether or not that, Ederson. I'm, I'm sorry, Ederson. Yeah. Um, so whether yeah. or not that stays the case, we'll see. Um, obviously, you've got some good picks in there. You've got Kevin De Bruyne. Um, uh, a lot of their players have gone up a little bit in value. So Gundogan's a little bit more expensive. Foden's a little bit more expensive. Um, I think Sterling went down a little bit in price perhaps, but the question with Man City and with Pep teams in general is just who's going to play and who's not going to play. And I think we talked a while back about someone like Mares or even someone like Foden. Like those are, that's a lot of scratch to spend on a player who you're not sure is going to start from week to week. And yep. just it's, it, you're kind of getting yourself into a series of, of small heart attacks, like trying to figure out who, if they're going to play or not. So it's all, it all, it all kind of depends on if you want to spend the, the little roulette wheel that's inside Pep's mind to see whether Ilkay Gundogan's going to play on a given week or not. Um, The other, the other thing I would just point out is that um, uh, the way they have their team set up right now, I believe Zinchenko will be playing quite a bit mm. and he is currently listed as a defender which he's not re- he's not really a defender he's more like a holding midfielder um and uh is at 5.5 so I don't know that that's a good like first game week pick because he may not end up starting the season and I think first yeah. game week you want to have players who are going to start the first week yeah. but yeah. that's something to keep an eye on I think if he's out of position. Yeah. Yeah. And that's always, that's always something to keep in mind. If, if someone's playing uh, out of position, playing higher up the pitch than they are in fantasy, you know? Yeah. So yeah, yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Sorry. I took up all of our man city time there. Uh, Whatever. I don't, there's too much there. (laughs) I don't even know what I would say. I would say that I'm a masochist because I, uh, my first, my first draft of my team, I put in Mares, um, even though he burned me so bad. You can't, bad you can't do oh, that. I took him out. I took him out. Oh, I took him out. Don't worry. But I, at first, I was like, you know what? This is going to be my risky spot. I'm going to be <laughs> build a safe team, a very safe team, and I have one risky spot. It's going to be Mares. I'm not doing it. I can't. Don't, I can't don't do, don't it. do it. I can't. Okay. But what you can do is tell us about Man United. Okay, let me tell you about Man United. Okay, I'm probably as high on Man United as I have been in a long time, to be honest. Um, they're just a good team, regardless of their 
dopey manager. <laughs> They're a good team. Like defensively, I think they could use some work. They, I think they overpaid for their defenders, but their defenders are still good. Wambasaka, Maguire, Luke Shaw's even shown that he's he's still capable of doing things. Yeah. Um, now that they are, did they already buy their uh, other central defender, uh, Veron? Uh, yeah, I don't. He's, uh, I don't think he's signed yet. He's not listed on transfer market as having signed. Okay. Anyway, I think he's pretty much he's pretty much theirs. I believe. Um, yeah. all signs are pointing to he, him signing, and if they do, that's incredible. Um, I think that they will be honestly. I think they're. I kind of think they're a contender this season. I totally agree. Um, especially if they keep like. Pogba <laughs> um and they've got Bruno and they'll have Sancho they've got some they've got some good exciting stuff going on um I think their defense is where to look at um if from a fantasy from a fantasy perspective I think that they can they can perform really well this year um even maybe the the keeper aspect like uh if Dean Henderson ends up starting every game or most of the games, he's pretty good value at 5 million. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, Bruno Fernandez, I've heard it been said that he was basically in a, he was created in a, in a factory for FPL. So, <laughs> I mean, it's going to be hard not to start with him. He just plays constantly and just somehow just shits out points. Um, and when you watch, it's just like somehow it, he just makes a cross and it goes in the goal. Like it's like accidents like that. It just, I don't know. It's crazy. But obviously, everyone's going to be looking at Sancho. What's he doing this season? He's 9.5 million. I personally would stay away from him. You don't have to be the first person to get him. Yeah. Um, if he does well, get him. You won't be that behind in the party. You know, it's not that bad. Um, to to miss out a few game weeks um, before you get him. So that's my take on him. What do you think about United? Uh, yeah, everything you just said, I think the defense is going to be really strong. I also think they're a contender. Um, I think a value, like, I think the defense is, like, actually kind of uh, good value because their three good defenders that they have right now are all 5.5, right? And um if you compare that to like the defenders at Liverpool or somewhere like that, um, that is a significant amount of savings. And I don't think they'll be letting in a lot of goals. I just don't, I think they're going to be good. I think I'd pick Luke Shaw out of that batch though, just because he's a little bit more attacking. Yeah. He had an, if you didn't watch any of the euros, he had an incredible euros for England. Yeah. I, yeah. It's kind of surprised me to be honest. Yeah. All right. Uh, Newcastle, go. Newcastle United. Um, so Steve the- Bruce. <laughs> Steve Bruce. Brucey's boys. Um, <laughs> Brucey's boys are back. Who the hell even knows with Newcastle United? I think they're going to be. I think they're going to be really bad. I think. Oh they, God, they are. I, I think they might get relegated. Um, I hope they do. God, which I think would be really interesting. Honestly, I think. Yeah. It would, I hope. I hope they get relegated and. Um, Mike Ashley sells them. Is God, I hope they do. Oh my God, they need that because, so bad. Like, honestly, just from an aesthetic standpoint, I want them in the Premier League because their jerseys yeah. look incredible. And yes, 
they're a classic. They need yeah. to be there. But they don't need Mike Ashley, the asshole. Yes. Oh man. Yes. So I'm I'm kind of hoping that happens. Um in the meantime, I mean there's not I don't think there's a lot here fantasy wise. Callum Wilson's price went up to seven point five, which I think for me at least puts him out of the range of the value forward. Um I think uh you might get some value out of Dwight Gale at forward. Um, if you're looking for an ultra cheap player, um, if he plays right, who, I mean, he played a lot last season, but yeah, the question is, does he, he play? Did he though? Yeah, he did. He had 500 minutes, Taylor. What? Oh, maybe, <laughs> maybe that was just, maybe that was just, I test stuff. Well, he wasn't. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so don't listen to me about Dwight Gale. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to be picking any Newcastle players. That's all I have to say about them. Yeah, I won't either. I hope they go down. Yeah, I mean, although I like some of their players, like Miguel Almiron, I hope he goes somewhere. Yeah, and Alan, Alan St. Maxman is like, yes, he's too. like a caged bird, right? He's like, yeah, he's a, a beautiful player who obviously has so much to bring to the game and to us as viewing fans and is just like clawing against the, the walls of his prison that he's in this Newcastle prison. Um, so that's a little bit unfortunate. I hope that honestly they sell both of those players somewhere else where they can have a better time. Uh, do you want to say anything else? <laughs> no. Are we done with Newcastle? We're this done. is our, this is our first one that we've ended early. All right, cool. Uh, well, we're about to end early on the next one, too. All right, I'm starting the clock. All right, um, next up is Norwich. They suck. Yeah. I'm not excited that they're back. Um, it just They haven't really changed much about their team since the last time they've been in. Um, you've got your Max Aarons. You've got your um, Todd Cantwell. You've got your Timu Puki, and they are out. They are without Buendia now, so like I don't see them getting better. Um, they're going to let up a lot of goals. They're not. They may score some goals, but um, I think people will be very hesitant to pick up any of their players because they started out hot when they joined the last time, and then they fizzled out real quick. Um, and they were the one. They were the team to target for your captaincy for everything because they were so bad. Um, and I think that they're just going to pick up right where they left off. They're going to be, they're going to suck ass. So <laughs> anything else to say, Taylor? <laughs> I mean, the only interesting thing, uh, about them to me is the fact that Billy Gilmore is there on loan from Chelsea. Yeah, sure. So it'll be interesting to see, cause he is kind of like, um, you know, a central midfield, like, pass the ball around triangles, 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 um, like orchestrate things from the center of the pitch. And it'll be so interesting to see what that is like for him on a team that does not possess the ball. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> yeah. and coming from fact, Chelsea who are so organized in the midfield. Exactly. He's like, yeah. Chelsea's getting 70% possession most games. And I mean, Norwich will be lucky if they have, you know, 35% possession oh, yeah, on a given sure. day. So, for sure. yeah, that's a pure watch, though. Yeah. I think, I think a hard pass, a hard pass. Oh, yeah. Hard pass on literally everyone from them. 
Although, I mean, Max Aaron's maybe four point five million. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? All right, we're ending them early too. I'm calling it. Yeah, call it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I think we might end early on this next one too. Yeah, we'll we'll see. Stretch. So oh, wow, there's lots of like. Okay. Yeah. So stretch. we're we're on a little bit of a stretch of slightly lackluster. Um, teams and teams that I haven't paid particular attention to in the transfer window. So um, it doesn't look like Southampton did much um, business, although they did business with your Everton for Theo Walcott. So um, good. (laughs) Yeah. Not a player you necessarily want on your team, but um, so they had kind of a roller coaster of a season last year and um one of the bright spots for them and over the last couple seasons one of their bright bright spots has been um uh James Ward Prowse and so if you're looking at picking up a pretty value-based midfielder who will be taking a lot of free kicks um I think he takes penalties for them I think he does or did Che Adams take penalties for them well no Danny Ings They've got Danny, Danny of course. Um, assuming he's healthy. Right. Yeah. Even though Danny Ings is only valued at eight, still probably would not pick him just for the injury risks. Yeah, I'm not super sold on him. No. I mean, he's he's aging quickly and um, hasn't had a full healthy season in like a long time. So not where I would go. Before last, season before last was decent. He had 22 goals. Yeah, no, I mean he's he's a decent player, but it's like knowing when he will be good, healthy. If he will, not. if he's healthy, he's going to be good. But you just don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that might be kind of a, a last ditch if you if you uh, <laughs> have eight pounds floating around to need a forward who he kind of looks like Stevo on this on the. Oh, interesting! Just that smile. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, he's cheesing it. I've never seen him smile that much in the game. <laughs> yeah, usually he's pissed off. Um, um, the other the other player that people had a lot last season was Yannick Vestergaard. Um, big guy, yeah. scores a lot of – like, doesn't score a lot. He has scored a couple why of is, Why is he 5 million, though? I Tell mean, me because why 5 million. It's because he, he, scored, score, he scored a couple goals from headers, didn't he? He didn't even score 100 points. He's had 86 points. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. Bed- Bednarak had more points than him, and he's not even price. He was only he's only priced four point five. So, That's I mean, he didn't he didn't he only had one goal and one assist. But I don't know. Yeah, I just kind of see uh, Southampton. Like, why do they have a five million midfield uh, five million defender? I don't really get it, but because I they just let up a lot of goals. I don't know. They're not yeah. that great. I'm not I'm looking not, forward. I'm, to be honest. I'm also not gonna. I'm not out here trying to get a Southampton player. Um, yeah, if you're looking for the dirt cheap goalie, they've got 4.5 goalies, but you can do better elsewhere. I'm yeah, that's what I think. You can get better 4.5 goalies, I think. Yeah, yeah. All right, um, lackluster. Uh, Who's going, is it me or you? It's you to talk about Tottenham. Come on, you spuds. Uh, well, I guess we'll see what they do. They'll probably spurs it up no matter what. Yep. Um, I think obviously we're we talked about Harry Kane, so we'll see what happens to him. But 
Uh, aside from him, Hyunmin's son is only ten million. That's interesting that you say that because when <laughs> I saw when I saw ten million, I thought, oh, that's pretty expensive. For him, it is. For him, it is because he's only started at like. Well, he started at nine. Nine million last year. He's never really started. This is the highest he's ever started. Yeah. Um, price wise. Yeah. But I mean, he's gotten. He's been consistent. He's had fourteen goals, twelve goals, twelve goals, eleven goals, seventeen goals every season. Like he's going to put up points. Um, and if Harry Kane stays around, I think I would probably prefer Son to Kane, just hmm. because of the price. Interesting. Um, yeah, I, 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 if Kane stays, I will very much consider getting Son. Um, he had 228 points last season. I mean, that's pretty close to what Bruno Fernandez got, and he's like 12, 12.5. Wait, so um, was I was I hearing you right that you place a higher value on Son if Kane stays than if Kane leaves? Correct. Why is that? Because Son has someone to pass it to to score. True. And he has someone to pa- to receive passes from. Because think about how many times they linked up last season. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, there will be someone else there, and he will be the tar- like he will be more targeted than whoever else they happen to bring in. Sure, but yeah, I guess. But I don't think anyone's going to be as high profile as Kane, and so they're going to just surround Sun. You know, that's kind of how I'm thinking about it. Yeah, it could it could work out that he gets all the chances. And he scores more goals. I don't know. But um, I like, I just think that it's better for your fantasy players if they have better players around them. And mm. I think it, they're not going to get anyone as good as Harry Kane. Yeah. Um, so I I do like it if Kane stays. Um, okay. I, I, I'm persuaded by that. Okay. Cool. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, I don't really know what else to say about them, to be honest. Um, I don't really – I think their defense is a little kind of sketchy. Um, it'll be interesting to see how Doherty does with uh, Nuno, being back with Nuno. Yeah. Um, that's the big one. What do you have to say? Uh, two quick things. One is um, I've heard that if Kane leaves, they might target Raul Jimenez, um, which I think would be really interesting. And honestly, a good, honestly a good pick. Oh, I would pick Raul Jimenez. Um, I would pick him and Son. Oh yeah. man, that I mean that could be dynamic. And uh, the other thing I think that will be interesting to see as our timer goes off is just really quickly um, what Deli Ali's playing situation is like because yeah. a lot of his not playing over the last two season and a half was down to Jose Mourinho, I think. And yeah, it'll be interesting under sure. Nuno if he starts playing again. And if that's the case, if he's starting, then he's kind of a steal as a midfielder yeah. at what, what's his price? Uh, 6.5. That's like, I mean, again, I wouldn't have him at the beginning of the season, but you got to see at, if he's going to get playing minutes. But a healthy Deli Ali as an attacking way, midfielder way more is, yeah, that's very underpriced. So yeah. that's something to keep an eye on. Yeah. It's all, it's all uh, dependent on his playing time though. Yeah. I got you. All right. Uh, golly, I've got to talk about Watford. Yeah. Uh, okay. You don't have to. You can just kind of be like, they <laughs> uh, are okay. what they are. I they don't are, have much to say. 
they are what they are. I think I am, I'm happy, honestly, to have Watford in the Premier League. Like, they're not the most exciting team, but I think they bring something that that's kind <laughs> yeah. of interesting. And they're way better than Norwich. Yeah, and I, like I would much rather watch Watford than watch Newcastle, for instance. Or um, yeah, so sure. the a couple of interesting things <laughs> that have happened with them is they picked up Josh King from Everton, I believe, right? <laughs> yes. So I mean, obviously, Josh King was with us for like six months. Yeah. He was pretty highly touted when he came to you, and that you've and kind then of Carlo like, just didn't play him. You've kind of eaten him up and shit him out, <laughs> and uh, uh, now he's in the uh, Watford area. Um, yeah, I wasn't gonna go any farther with that metaphor. Um, so in the toilet bowl. Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say that, but that sounded too disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I think he's fine. I think he'll be a. De- I hope he gets playing time there. I wish he had gotten playing time for us, but yeah. Uh, Troy Deeney uh, is there, which he's always fun to play uh, to watch play. I don't know that he is a good fantasy pick, although he will be taking penalties for them most likely. Um, but he's just a, a fun, a fun player to watch and really enjoyable yeah um, talisman for sure yeah a lot of these other players i don't know a ton about because they've changed since a lot of them since last time they're in the premier league um so evan do you have anything else you want to say about them yeah i mean the only reason i'm watching watford is to watch ismail lasar oh, um, i've never even heard that name he so when they were when they were um when they were in the premier league last he had uh, towards the end of the season had a good run of games. Um, he's, uh, he's a winger. Um, he's fast. He's pretty tricky. Um, yeah. The last time he, the last time they were in, he had five goals and seven assists. Um, so if he starts every game, he might be pretty fun. He may pick up some points from a fantasy aspect, but honestly, I'm just looking forward to watching him play. Um, he's one that I wish, uh, Everton would actually buy. Hmm. So. Yeah, interesting. Uh, I am seeing that uh, Watford have a forward named Success. Isaac so, Success, yes. So if that's something that's interesting to you. Also, Danny Rose is on Watford. I know, yeah. I, I saw that too. I don't think you want that. Let's I don't think you want that either. Um, um, yeah. That's all, all right. we got to say on Watford. What's end, next? End, end in Watford. Is it you or me? It's, it's me. you, and you're talking about West Ham. I it's West Ham. Um, they, I think they surprised everyone. Uh, as I mean, they were good. I think people expected them to be decent, but I don't think anyone expected them to be challenging for champions league places. Yeah. Um, which they did to the very end. And I, it surprised me. I thought they'd drop off a lot quicker than that. Um, they're a good team. Um, they've got some reasonably priced defenders. Um, they have a, a good solid uh, defensive unit back there with Cresswell, Kufal, or Sufal, however you pronounce it, um, Ogbana, you know. Um, they've got uh, some decent midfielders that are not washed up, that are pretty young. They've got Suchek and Bowen, Fernals, Ben Rama, who used to play for Brentford, actually. Mm. Yarmolenko, who's always um, a lightning bolt, but only every other month um and then antonio up top like they've got a decent squad 
Um, I don't know how far I'm going to get into them with, as far as fantasy goes. I'll probably stick with maybe one of their defenders like Cresswell or um, maybe Sufal, who's uh, only five million. Yeah. Um, Fabianski's only five million, um, and he's a he's a he's a just a consistent shot stopper. Um, yeah. I mean, although, the midfielders could be good. I don't know. This other this other keeper, Alphonse Ariola, came like um, Fulham. Uh, yeah, so the, like I could see a world in which he eventually starts. So like I'd be a little bit yeah. hesitant about Fabianski. Yeah, no, that's true. That's true. Because um, Fabianski's been around a while, so he may be kind of on the decline. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what their I don't know what their deal is with that. I don't know what their plan is for that. But um, yeah, I wouldn't rush into that either. Um, what do you think about Antonio? Do you do you think he's a, one a good player and two a good fantasy player? <laughs> Dude, I go back and forth all the time. Me too. Even See, when I'm I watching, I think he's. I am. Le- I lean towards no on both. Honestly, I kind of am with you. Like, especially at seven point five, I he's not that good. No, I he's think, only scored the the most goals he's ever scored in a season is ten. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm probably not going to pick him, but I do think, I think he brings something to the table. He's oh, yeah. kind of like a he's a little bit of like a non-entity in that area, but sometimes yeah. that's what you need, right? Sometimes you just need someone to like that you don't that doesn't stand out, but that doesn't do anything terribly, right? Yeah, no, he's a good player in the sense that it's yeah, he doesn't get all the points, but he causes kind of causes chaos. Not like not in the same way as Adama Traore, but kind of similarly. You know, he does a lot. He bullies the defense. Like, he does things. It yeah. just doesn't translate to, like, what you want. So, yeah. I think, so I think maybe, because I would I would compare him to, like, Joel Linton, right? So. Yeah, it doesn't like, really get on the end of a who, who would you rather have on your team? 100% Mikel Antonio. Because he, yeah. as you were saying, does things. Yes. He causes problems for the defense. He like draws players to certain areas. He holds up the ball. Joel Linton doesn't really do that stuff. Yeah, he and, could be that, but he's not. And Joel Linton might score like one or two more goals, but it's like that doesn't make him a better player than Mikel Antonio. Yeah, no way. So kind of, kind right. of a weird sitch. Bring us home, Tay Tay. Our last one, uh, Wolves. All right, a very interesting. It's going to be a very interesting season for Wolves. I think I. I'm slightly worried for them um, with the um, ha- Nuno Espirito Santo obviously leaving to go coach at Tottenham. Um, I think the guy they're bringing in is uh, well thought of, but you never know how a manager is going to do in their first season in the Premier League. He's from a Portuguese team, I believe. I can't remember exactly where he's coming from, though. Um, it would be, uh, that would check out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then I think it's a little bit worrying that, um, you know, over the last couple of years, they're, all of their good players are kind of slowly uh, being linked with other teams or are actually going to other teams. So whether that's like Diego Jada before last season going to Liverpool, um, the prospect of Adama Traore going somewhere, the prospect of Raul Jimenez going somewhere, um, and I don't see them replacing those 
people with um, really high value players with the exception of um, Trincao, who is coming from Barcelona and is very good from what I understand. Um, so he's a midfielder. I think he costs six pounds in fantasy. Um, he didn't play a lot of Barcelona, but that doesn't mean a lot when you're going up against, you know, Antoine Griezmann and Pedri yeah. or is your competition. Um, so that's a bright spot, but I think they will be, I don't think they'll be relegated, but I think they might be close to the relegation line. Honestly. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, that's, yeah. that's kind I of my think a lot of, I honestly think a lot of it will depend on if Jimenez stays. I, for one, am rooting for a Jimenez comeback. Yeah, me too. Um, I, I, I mean, he's the a dude good is player. You can't he's not so like much him. fun to watch play. Yeah, he's a good player. You can't not like him. I mean, even though he plays for our international rivals, um, Mexico, he's, a, he's such a good player. You love to have him in the Premier League. You love um, to watch him play. I just... If he goes to uh, Spurs, that's a different thing. But if he stays at Wolves, you still want him to do well. Like I will be rooting for him, and may even pick him up at some point if he if he can if he picks up where he left off. So yeah, I like yeah. him. I really like the guy. Yeah, I mean, in my provisional team, I have him right now. I think I yeah. I feel a little bit weird about you know picking a player who hasn't played for so long, you know, twelve months or something. Not twelve yeah. months, like it's months. well. I don't know, man. They it was close to the problem. beginning of the season, I guess, last year. Yeah. It was like that. right. It was pretty early on. Yeah. Wow. So that's that's tough. We'll see. Um, but yeah, I think it'll be interesting. I'm not super um, – I don't think they will, like, you know, be in the top eight. Yeah. Oh. But, I, but I, I don't think they will be relegated. At least I hope not. Yeah, I hope not either. I like Wolves. I like that they're there. Yeah. Well, all right. That wow. wraps it up. That's we it. Made, we made it through all the teams. How are you feeling? Uh, kind of exhausted. <laughs> That's a <laughs> lot. Me too. It um, was kind of nice though. It was a nice reason to get yeah. back and and look at all of the rosters again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. It's helped me get excited about a few players I wasn't excited about before. It's given me some new ideas. Um, so it was. I'm glad. I'm definitely glad we did it. I hope that you the listeners are also glad that we did this yeah um just a reminder join our leagues join the classic league um and then join the zombie league which i will be sending out information um very soon and by the time you listen to this i will probably have already sent it out um so join the zombie league join the classic league join both join one or the other i don't care get in there and have fun we'll be talking about both leagues um and if you do uh, sign up a little sneak peek into the season. If you do sign up to be in the league, there's a good chance you'll be on the podcast. Nice. If you, uh, if you are out, if you're in it for the fame, then that's a good reason uh, yeah, for nothing else. Yeah. And also just a reminder that by the time this comes out, the um, season will probably be like a week or even maybe a little bit yeah. less away from starting. So time so is a little in. bit short. So get in. Get stuck in. <laughs> all right. Anything else uh, we want to go over, Evan? I don't think so, man. I'm all pooped. Me too. Awesome. Well, it was good to talk to you. Uh, listeners, we will see you on the other side of game week one. Have fun, y'all. All right. Bye.